Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 61 of There's No Place Like Tara, a Stargate first watch rewatch podcast. I am Dixie. And I'm Grace. And today we're going over season three, episode 17, 100 Days, a.k.a. a Hallmark Channel special, a.k.a. Baby Daddy. My a.k.a. <laughs> is uh, Stargate's version of the inner light. Oh. That's a Star Trek reference. Okay, I was going to say, that's a thing. I almost, I almost... You know, uh, I just realized, finals are over, guys. Finals are over. Yes, Grace has her brain back. Yay! And I was thinking this morning, I was like, what show shall I binge watch over the holiday break? Uh Uh-huh. I'm thinking Star Trek. Which Star Trek? I'm thinking... um, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I was going to pick one and then I went, nope, I don't know. Yeah, that's, I think, I think you need not to. Not the original. Not one the, of the original. It's either TNG or the one with Janeway. Uh, well, if you ask boyfriend Jesse, he's going to say Voyager. <laughs> yeah, because uh, he's a, va- a fan of Janeway. I would say, um, I would say Star Trek uh, Next Generation, but have boyfriend Jesse Give you the first two seasons cliff notes. Episodes. Okay, and then just go right into three. Well, no, no, no. Like oh. you can watch the first two, but have them just go. You can drop these five. Gotcha. Because gotcha. there are some ones in the first two seasons. No one needs to see so it. So now, how long is TNG? Uh, seven seasons. Okay. Okay. I'm yep. trying to figure out. Um, because Voyager is shorter, correct? No. Voyager, oh. Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, and Voyager are all seven seasons. Okay, well then, heck, maybe I will start. I was going to start with Voyager only if it was shorter, no. but no. The original we're just series, go into TNG. The original series and Enterprise are shorter. Okay, then we're going to go into... Yeah, TNG. but like I said, uh, the first the first two seasons have their episodes. <laughs> like the first season of Stargate. I'm in. You know? Let's do it. Yeah. But there is a, and I do not remember what season it is, there is an episode of of um, Next Generation, which actually, you can just go in and watch, like, tonight if you want. Okay. Because you don't need a ton of backstory for Sweet. it. Sweet. But it's called The Inner Light. Is there any holiday episodes? Um, because no. Okay. Dang. Okay. I, maybe I'll we'll watch There's, like, light anyway. other holidays, but they're, like, not Earth holidays. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, type, you know... Gotcha. There's gotcha. alien holiday ones, kind of ish. <laughs> I like that. A couple, like there's a couple ones that are sort of based around a Klingon holiday or two. Nice. Um, but there's an episode called The Inner Light, and this is clearly sort of influenced by that. Oh. But there is there is slight differences. There's actually an Atlantis episode, which I blank on the name at this moment, that actually has much much more in common um, with inner light than this okay. episode has. Um, I, I once stumbled into a holiday, a Hallmark s- special movie <laughs> that had to do with something in the Old West. I'll find it again. <laughs> um, but this had very much that feel to it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's a Hallmark special. Stargate, the Hallmark special. There you go. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the next But gen- I mean that in the greatest way possible. Oh, trust me. <laughs> as cliche as they are, I yeah. will sit down and watch a Hallmark film. Oh, done. Uh, depending on which one it is. <laughs> um, 
But no, the the Star the Star Trek one it stars Picard. Okay, and he does kind of get you know sort of stuck on the planet in this type, but okay. it's over a much longer period of time. Gotcha. So gotcha. They're like there's the Atlantis episode is more directly related to it. This one is just clearly influenced by the inner light. I'm bored. Um, so this first aired, first aired on February 2nd, 2000. Okay. Story by Feezy James, written by Brad Wright, directed by David Gray Smith. Um, okay. It's so, crazy to me that we're in the in the 2000s. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're in there. the 2000s. We're there, we're guys. The we made it. I can't believe this show made it that far into the, yeah. the next century. Yep. Right on. Oh, it's... And we're only in season three. Like, this... <laughs> That's uh, true. This, this went quite a distance. <laughs> so, um... Some of the guest stars, Michelle Green plays Lara. Okay. Um, she's actually best known, not that I've seen her from this, but she was Abby in L.A. Law. Oh, I Quite a while before, before her turn on Stargate. Okay. She's actually released two bilingual albums. Oh. I can pronounce Luna Roja, which, is that Red Moon? Yeah. But yeah. Countless years of Spanish that you <laughs> yeah, could never be able to tell. Yeah, that's definitely Red Moon, Luna Roja. Yeah. And then I can't. I'm not going to try to pronounce the Damn, first one. Damn, I was going to sit here and let you try it <laughs> before I before I because jump in. The, I would say the last word is Tiberius, and even though there's it's, missing half it's the letters. Tiburon. Tiburon. I will tell you. Tiburon. Um, Ojo de tiburon. Tiburon. It's it actually kind of cool. no, <laughs> no, it's actually a lot cooler. It's the eye of the shark. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. It's Eye of the Shark. Yeah, ojo meaning eye and tiburon is shark. That's awesome. So it's Eye of the Shark, guys, and Red Moon. So this lady's into some badassery. Yes, she is. <laughs> or, or weird, uh, you know, summoning <laughs> of other types of weird demons. Uh, but she's also written two young adult novels as oh, well. Wow. In, the, in, in the past... So um, she's a, a triple threat in a way that nobody would ever thought of before. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, in the past, she's been in a ton of stuff, like guest starring oh, in a ton of series. But at least in the past five years ago, she was in a couple episodes of Big Love. She's okay. a reporter, I think, oh, at the end of it. okay. Got it. Um, Defender, CSI Miami. She was also in Bones, another CSI. Yeah. I think a different CSI. Cold Case. So it's a lot of those yeah, style yeah. Of, of shows. CSI is like CBS's answer to Law and Order. So Basically, there's got to be like yeah, a bazillion exactly. of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I missed, I watched this a number of times. I still bastardize the name. We're just going to call her Teenage Love Interest. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Nitha, I think it was. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, well, she's played by Julie Patswald. Okay. Um, we again see her in Atlantis, actually in the same Atlantis episode that Shane Meyer, who plays Garen, is in. Okay. So Geez, so many different worlds coming I know, together I in know. one place. Um, but she tragically died in 2012. Oh. Um, but before, she was in a number of shows that I watched, like John Doe, Dead Like Me, Supernatural, like all those Vancouver shows. Got it, got it. She, she guessed it in somewhere. Um... So Shane Meyer, who played Garen, who I just mentioned, okay. um, you know, he's like, like, even this guy had a pass before SG-1. Okay. His, one of his earliest acting roles was young MacGyver on MacGyver. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is I didn't catch any similarities in the two. Like, they kind of look alike. Uh, but, I, but the thing is, when he's playing young MacGyver, like, I think it was like, Seven, eight, oh, nine. Got like it. it doesn't Very matter. Young yeah, yeah, kid baby MacGyver. MacGyver. Kid, yeah. yeah, baby. Kid I like MacGyver. kid MacGyver. It sounds like it would have been an eighties cartoon. 
Or just like a like kid MacGyver, and there's like some sort of bling at the end. Oh, and see, then- I think of the like the old west. He's like some old west. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like- yeah. Kid MacGyver. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna come get you at high Although this kid's breakout role was in Unforgiven playing Clint Eastwood's oh, son of Will. So he's all about like, oh, I play a badass yeah. son. <laughs> son of badass. Mm-hmm. Basically, that's his I like that. that's his street name. <laughs> son of badass. Son of badass. <laughs> so um that's his like Khaleesi, the breaker of chains. <laughs> <laughs> we we start the episode the team sitting like on a beach of yep. a lake with Lara, uh, yeah. watching the meteor you know shower. it's it's you know it's it's late summer yeah. uh, with Moondoggy and, and uh, we're just <laughs> like, hanging Daniel out. Daniel even has like a piece of straw or something. Yeah, that he's chewing on. <laughs> yeah. it's an old timey surf movie. Yeah. yeah. And apparently, um, this it's summer sh- loving. Summer Sorry, loving. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> this meeting shower happens at the same time every year, which for some reason Sam is surprised about, which. Yeah. Makes no sense to me because don't things usually happen? Meteor showers basically always happen at the same time. Every yeah, year. like a lot of them may not be in the exact same date, but a lot of them are. The Percy yeah. meteor shower is like August twelfth or something like this every, every year. year. Yeah. The Leonids is like November seventeenth. <laughs> this is not a strange thing. Yeah, like they're they're they work with time. Yeah, like they work with time. It's logic. It's, yeah, there's a logical thing. It's in the same place at the Earth's orbit. Yeah, yeah. every they're very much a time oriented yeah. uh, grouping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and yeah. we learned that the falling star on Chulak is Telpakri. Which means falling star. Yeah, <laughs> I like this little intro. It was, it, it was a little bit of like just we're doing bits, guys. Exactly. We're doing bits for you. Aren't they funny? Look at us. We're dancing. We're dancing. We're, dance. we're, we're doing dance. the tilk. Tilk's gonna do the tilk thing. Jack's gonna do a Jack what thing. What would be the tilk dance? The tilk dance. Oh. Tilk doesn't dance. It's Tilk, just like okay, it's just no. like one. It's just like one shoulder. No, Tilk is the D'Angelo video. <laughs> we all know which one I'm talking about. If you know who D'Angelo is, I don't even like. I don't. I wouldn't have been named me to place who did yeah, that, but as soon as you name it, I know. If you Google D'Angelo, you will get that video. And I think the song is "How Does It Feel." I don't even. And know. it's just like it's just the visual. He doesn't do anything. He just stands there yeah. and is D'Angelo, and he's fully nude. Yeah. That's what the Tilk move would, would be. be He'd be move. like, I don't have to do anything. Uh-uh. I just am. I just exist. <laughs> I just am. Yeah. Therefore, look at me. And while Tilk is existing, <laughs> yeah. there is one like that gets extra bright and large and like it concerns the team. It was a near miss, and Lara's like, well, the media shower, the fire rain gets more spectacular year by year, and tomorrow the entire sky will be lit. And she's talking, and the team's like, um, that's bad yeah <laughs> it's kind of like going into the past and people are like check out these cool things called cigarettes look yeah. at us smoking away <laughs> and they're like, like don't no you're you gonna die no there's not even a filter on that thing yeah That's like extra death you're like just death it's kind of you know what it was funny is i'm watching the queen now oh and it's, it's like so good hey prince philip yeah remember how they took away your lung yeah you should stop smoking you should. That wasn't Philip. Was it? Bri- no, I'm sorry. It's the dad. It's yeah, the king. It's, it's the, the king. king. <laughs> Holy shit! I'm okay. Clearly, I'm not watching that well. And Philip is the one that I I'm. And, well, it's because and, it's yeah. played by Matt Smith. Yeah. And there's, it's let's Phillip. not pretend that it's actually because he's playing Prince Philip. It's just because it's the Matt doctor. Smith. It's the doctor playing Prince Philip. 
is what I've decided. Well, and that's why, you know, it, it was the same thing as that's why Sherlock was just playing yeah. Stephen Strange. Yeah, you're right. You're right. just put on a funny accent. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah put on your American accent. And then, yeah, which Sherlock would be able to do. Oh, yeah. yeah. He would choose not to because... Well, his powers of observation are that he could. He and could. Like, Here, he just chooses he, not to. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's, you're right, it's the king. Um, yeah. Don't do the things that are causing death at no, you. Be no. alarmed. I am alarmed. I am alarmed at the fireballs raining from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get credits. Yep. Um, we come back and we learn the Adora is basically Hobbiton. <laughs> basically Hobbiton, guys. Yes, I like it. Um, and so now it's science according to Sam. I love that you put it to Lord of the Rings, though, because I was like, huh, Adora is a lot like Endora. <laughs> Or Endor. Endor? Hmm. It does not. The surface of it doesn't seem like Endor. Just the name of it. (laughs) Um, And she explains to Lara that Endora um, orbits the sun and it crosses, like, next to an asteroid belt. And as they sort of skim past it, millions of tiny rocks and particles burn up in Endora's atmosphere. And sometimes they pass through a more dense area of the belt, which is why they get these bigger rocks. Um, So... I'm glad they didn't have, like, the planet just going through the asteroid belt. Okay. Because that probably, physics says no. Okay. Um, <laughs> and even them getting that close to the asteroid and physics belt. physics says, nope. <laughs> I like the personification. Physics is just this dude with his arms crossed and he goes, nope. Well, like, okay. <laughs> you cut it's to so, physics and he goes, nope. If it was, if they were on, like, a, pl- like a dwarf planet size okay. thing, I could see it. But a planet that is the size an of actual. an actual, like, full planet size is has this thing. It's called um, clearing the neighborhood. Okay. So it, because of its gravitational force, even if it's getting that close to the asteroid belt and it's actually on the same plane. So if you think about when you see a depiction of the solar system, everything's like a pancake. Yeah, yeah, everything's yeah. Everything's sort of flattened out. So, like... If it wasn't sort of on an angle, on okay. not on the pancake, okay. it's, it's on a different angle. It's If it's going to skim the asteroid belt like that, it's going to like, its gravitational field will fuck with the asteroid belt and cause okay. all this turbulence in it. So to move, okay. Which w- clearly is not being turbulenced. Right, right. What it's, is more likely to me is It's like, the idea that you couldn't move through it without causing some sort of disruption. Exactly. Okay. You, when you, a boat goes through a pond, it got leaves it. all these ripples. Got unless it. Unless you're going real slow. Yeah. And even there's still some turbulence. Or you've got this awesome ability to just glide on top of water. Exactly. They're not, their their planet is not gliding (laughs) on top of that water. Um, And actually, so this whole concept of clearing the neighborhood is in part what caused the reclassification of Pluto as a dwarf planet. Oh, okay. So the idea is that to be a planet, you have to be able to clear your orbital zone. You either vacuum everything up and gobble it and like absorb it into your planet mass. Okay. Or you capture it and you it goes into orbit around you. A fair amount of, like, Saturn and Jupiter's moons uh-huh. came from the Kuiper belt. And they were, like, shot in. And as they zoomed by, like, Jupiter... It Jupiter's was like, this gravity, is mine now. Exactly. Got it. Exactly. Okay. Because Jupiter's gravity is so strong that instead of going a straight line, it just kind of curved. So the idea is, to be a planet, you have to be big enough to 
yeah. claim things. Exactly. Okay. You either claim or, or things to disrupt or things. you ricochet them away from you like a pool table. Yeah, big enough to make a difference to the things coming Exactly. And okay. so you essentially, cl- for the most part, clear your orbit. Gotcha. Everything. And not so small that you could be sucked into something else. Everything the light touches is mine. Yeah. This is mine now. I've I licked claim it this. and I've claimed it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I like the idea of like Jupiter just swiping out little hands and putting flags on things. That's basically <laughs> what Jupiter does. A little like, what is it? The red, the, the storm that it's going or the yeah. big red thing it's, it's just the, that's uh, what's yeah. on its flag yeah 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 the little eye it's just like boom and that's mine like, now <laughs> uh, this, is, this is mine do you have a and as I mentioned Andy Izzer last at last mm-hmm. episode as Izzer said do you have a flag yeah <laughs> these are the reasons that I think of why I should never do drugs like LSD <laughs> or peyote yeah because without them my mind's put arms on planets <laughs> arms on planets guys arms big giant planet arms that are just Hanging out, Just waving around flags. Things. Yeah. <laughs> swiping things across the cosmos. Don't let me near the drugs. <laughs> Don't let me near the psychedelics. So at the 2006 International <laughs> Astronomical Union, okay. which was the, the the meeting that declassified the Pluto. The day the music died. Exactly. Um, this was, this clearing of your na- orbit, clearing of the neighborhood, was one of the three things um, that you needed in order to be called a planet. Okay. And because of this Pluto didn't make the cut. Oh. In kind of in reality, though, Neptune doesn't either, because if you've ever seen Pluto's orbit, Pluto's okay. orbit is like one of these things is not like the other. It is okay. completely different than every other planet in the solar system. In the sense of like the shape it makes? In the shape or? of both the angle. Okay. It's not on that flat pancake. Okay. But it also is like skewed. Half the, not half the time, but a good portion of Pluto's orbit, it's actually closer to the sun than Neptune. Oh, okay. It's been so affected by Neptune's by Neptune's gravity. So in reality, uh-huh. Pluto's kind of in Neptune's neighborhood, and it hasn't Got really it. cleaned Pluto out of its orbit. Okay. Um, okay. And so, really, both of those are kind of like messing with each other. Exactly. Okay. I mean, oh, Pluto is so small; it doesn't mess too much with Neptune. Right. It really. It's it's such it's so much smaller, and because its gravitational field is so much smaller, it's basically it's like the little kid. Basically what it is is when you have the little kid and the big kid and the big kid just puts his hand on the little yeah. kid's forehead and yeah. so the little it's kid's like, swinging nope. his arms and can't but do anything. nothing's happening. That's Neptune and Pluto. Gotcha. Pluto also shares its orbit with some other Kuiper Belt objects. Okay. So the Kuiper Belt is essentially a much huger, gigantic, giant version of the asteroid belt. Okay. That's between Mars and Jupiter. Okay. Um, and... It sits past all of the planets, and basically what it is, in the same thing that the, the asteroid belt in, it's all the leftover shit that none of the planets wanted or cared about absorbing. <laughs> okay, got it. Like, it's, it's like just, the junkyard. It's the junkyard. On the edge of town. Exactly, okay. is what it is. <laughs> um, if, if the solar system is one town. Yep. Okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so, like I said, a fair amount of the moons, I mean, because you know, Neptune, uh, Jupiter and Saturn have like a thousand moons between okay. them. It's ridiculous. And some from these tiny little Well, they rocks, are much larger, They're right? huge, okay. yeah. Um, but a lot of them is stuff that got kicked out of the Kuiper Belt, okay. shot into the solar, the center of the solar system, and Jupiter's okay. like, mine. Yeah. Mine. Yeah. Mine. So basically, Jupiter is a pack rat. Both, yeah, both Saturn <laughs> and Saturn. And Saturn. Yeah. I mean, Saturn was so pack ratty, it got rings. Yeah. <laughs> 
All those rings are is space dust. I think my favorite line of season three of There's No Place Like Tara is Saturn is so pack ready, it got rings. In fact, that is going to be our description. Um, there's also three, at least three dwarf planets in the Kuiper Belt, including Pluto. Okay. We have about five in the solar system. I mean, that's under contention because some people say that there's more dwarf planets. Gotcha. But, um, so, and even, you know, I, I touched on this with Neptune. There's still a fair amount of people that sort of disagree that clearing your orbit, clearing your neighborhood is even a good requirement to be a planet because... Okay. Like, Earth has... Earth and Jupiter haven't even cleared their orbits. Okay. There's shit all over our orbits, which is literally how we get meteor showers. Right, right. Like, we haven't cleaned everything up. Okay. Um, there's, like, thousands of asteroids in our orbit. There's well over... There's, like, probably close to a million, if you count little tiny ones, Got in it. Jupiters. Um, and, you know, just in Earth ones, there's over a thousand objects in our orbit or cross our orbit that are over a kilometer in diameter. Okay, that's pretty big. That's good size. Yeah. And most of those are known. Okay. Wow. Um And, like, as of 2011, they guessed there was probably only 100 left that they hadn't, or under 100 left they hadn't found yet. Or okay. tracking. Now, the idea is that the Earth should be able to be, that those are big enough for them to just pull in into the um, into its orbit? Or? Not, it depends on how they hit. Okay. So there's, like, over 1,000 that they track. Okay. And the problem is, is how close they come to the Earth and, like, at what angle they come to the I Earth. I see. Okay. Because, yeah. you know, if those sort of skim the atmosphere, then we've had right. flybys that are clo- far enough out that you just see a giant shooting star or then, they, okay. the public doesn't really pay attention to it and right, they don't even notice. it's not big enough to matter. I mean, so we've had ones in the past couple of years that, like, essentially come close enough to be between the moon and the planet. Okay. Um, now, if it was <laughs> a... you'd say between the moon and New York City. <laughs> <laughs> and then I can start singing. <laughs> if you get lost between the moon. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, the best but, thing you can do, guys, is fall in love. <laughs> but if this, like, if that hit head-on enough, that would punch us in the face, essentially. Yeah. Um, and so most asteroids burn up. Okay. Um, we get hit, like, around 13, like, about once a year, an asteroid about 13 feet in diameter hits like, hits the, the Earth. Okay. And sometimes that will, most of the time, that kind of blows up and destroys in the atmosphere. Sometimes, very rarely, it actually hits the planet. Okay. Um, you get, around every five years, you get one that's about 23 feet. And um, and that has about as much energy as what was dropped in Hiroshima. Oh, jeez. It hits the atmosphere. Wow. Um, but a lot of, again, a lot of times it So basically our atmosphere is just kind of filtering the stuff there. Uh, and that's another main reason of the atmosphere. Got like it. that's another main reason it's, it's there. like a like a sieve or something like it is and it's and it's like a buffer shaking things the, the moon the moon is like our defense mechanism it's okay. our it's our it's like the shield that we put up okay because the moon gets a ton of impacts got it and the reason things like Mars and Mercury and the moon and these rocky planets have so many more impact craters than Earth does mm-hmm. is because we have an atmosphere okay. Venus okay. is the same way. They have these thick atmospheres, and it's like a cushion. 
It's, the, it's yeah. It's scale armor. It's scale you know armor. I mean? it's, it's the same way as is if you're jumping off a high building, you want a big cushion at the bottom, sure, because yeah. it slows the impact rather than just smacking on concrete. Gotcha. Um, right on. And about every two to three thousand years, we get the one that was the size in 1908 in Russia. That flattened about 770 square miles of forest. Jeez. That didn't even hit like the planet. Yeah. That was probably disintegrated three to six miles up, and it still destroyed so just 700. So the, the, the force of yeah. what it was. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And there is no reported deaths of that because it was up in the tundra where no one was. Where no, it's Siberia, basically. So that was, yeah. And okay. that was, so we, that was about 100 years ago, and that happens like two to 3,000 years, so we're cleared right. on that one. Um, the ones that are about a kilometer in size are maybe twice in a million years. Okay. And then um, the the ones that are about five kilometers in size are about every twenty million years. Okay. I forget the size of the one that hit the Yucatan, uh, okay. that that basically killed the dinosaurs. I forget the size of that one, but I it was bigger than five kilometers. Okay. So. But that's basically what it took to yeah. kill off the dinosaurs. It was a large. It was a larger than that, but yeah, that that killed. Got it. I mean, that one was much larger. Cool. That wow. one is. If, if size of that one hit like nuclear winter for a thousand million like thousands yeah, of this years. is when we're done yeah basically <laughs> that was when we're hiding Good under game, the ground guys. when we're hiding under the ground and the the people who are really experienced and growing pot and uv lights basically save us all because yeah. then they're growing all our food and uv lights please feed us yeah. <laughs> underground um but Lara does say that no one in her or her father's lifetime can remember the fire rain ever hitting the ground. And But there's tales of the ancestors um, that say one day on the second day of the fire rain, there was a distant thunder and the horizon burned as if the sun never set, mm-hmm. which can't be good. Nope. No. That's probably the worst that's, thing that can happen. That's probably a thing that actually happened and will probably happen again. Yep. Yeah. So Jack comes in the door. Good morning, campers. And <laughs> apparently Lara's son, Garen, is going to on Daniel's little geology field trip. Yeah. And points out he's going to show him the way to the caves, which is where he takes a certain girl. Yeah. Although she doesn't know why. No, I love that the mom, basically, Lara, knows yeah. why. Oh, knows perfectly but well. But she's like, I'm just going to turn a blind eye to my kid having sex irresponsponsibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, gonna, this is essentially, it. it's it's the it's the mountaintop where you yeah. take the car. It's, uh, it's yeah, it's make out, it's make, make out, out point. point. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I'm just going to ignore Make out cave. That, yeah. I'm just going to ignore the fact that my son goes to make out cave all the time. And yeah. I'm going to ignore the fact that his girlfriend gets pregnant at some point. Because <laughs> it's going to happen. Because I don't think... I think there's prophylactics on Endora. No. No, no, no. So, um, Sam heads back to the base to sign it up. Yeah. And Lara and Jack start to discuss the treaty mm-hmm. between their two worlds. Right. And the flirting begins. Yep. As if it hadn't started the first scene. Yeah, well, they're pretty sweet on each other. Uh, yeah. Is what I can tell. Just yeah, yeah, even yeah. by how they're sitting there watching the fireworks. Yeah. Quote unquote fireworks. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's another type of fireworks that, I'll start going on later. Like, why don't you take me to make out cave? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. So in the caves, Daniel and Teal are having geology class, <laughs> and naturally they have like picture perfect striation cross sections of the <laughs> geological Look record. Look how easy this was to find. Exactly. And everything. Yeah. <laughs> and Daniel can track the Naquita present. Oh, yeah, this planet is a shit ton of Naquita, which yeah. is essentially why we care about Basically, this planet. Basically, this planet is Kuwait. Yeah, and we want your Nakoda oil. We want your, ne- yeah, oil. I mean, Nakoda, I mean, what? Oil. What? <laughs> we'll give <laughs> you shit. To help you. To help you. That's 
what I said. Yes. <laughs> um, and so basically every time they get the fire rain hits the planet, it throws the Nakwood up into the atmosphere right. and it basically settles and make a new stripe. Um, and Garen says, it's cool because that's what Jack says. Yeah. And clearly yeah. we are now infatuated by Jack. Well, yeah. To be fair, I don't what think, teenage boy wouldn't be? Yeah, I don't think Alara's the only one, you know, who's got no. who's sweet on him. And, no. and not only in a, you know, in a weird way, but he's definitely like, this guy's pretty cool. Well, it's also, we don't know how long ago his father died. And right. here is this, like, I mean, it's Jack. Like, again. Yeah, he's a pretty cool guy. He's really awesome. Yeah, that's so. true. I mean, he's not over there fawning over Daniel. <laughs> no, he's not. Yeah, and I feel like everyone thinks Tioka's cool, but they're probably a little scared of him. They're a little intimidating. Yeah, definitely. A little intimidating. I could definitely see that. Um, So, Daniel can tell that this happens about every, like, 150 years or so because of the destruction cross-section. Got it. Lamination. Reasons. Lamination is my fancy word. <laughs> Lamination. Uh, and so, uh, and it looks like, hey, it's been about 150 years. It's about time. So there's nothing they can do to stop it. <laughs> Although, to be fair, how do they know it's this year and not next year? Well, and also, I feel like 150 years is not that many. Like, no. how is there not, even if you don't have a lot well, of... I can imagine looking at the size of the villages now, uh-huh. and they, they they say later on, like, this is essentially the only village left on the planet. Okay. So, you know, if the fire rain destroys the village one year, you know, and essentially destroys all the records, yeah. then eventually in a generation or so, in 150 years when you don't have a huge like, library. What is that? That's three generations? That's more than three generations. All right. Okay. I mean. I mean, because if you, I consider it like a new generation every 25 years. Okay, that's fair. But it's like, okay, let's say these, it's like three lifetimes, maybe. Yeah. Because there are some older people on the planet. There are some older people, but, you know, they could, the the average lifespan here still, if they don't have a ton of modern medicine, could still be 60 years. Sure, that's fair. You know that's what I mean? true. So, yeah. and, and when you don't have a huge library, you don't have someone who is being the historian who's writing all this down. I can imagine it would be very much like she said, you know, there's a tale. Yeah, but from it's the just kind of bullshit that, yeah. Exactly. Right, right. And if you're looking to for hope, you're not going to want to believe mean, even, that. I mean, even look at us now at, at like, how strong our, our record is and even the stories going back 150 years from now. That's true. And that's, you know, and we have better record-keeping technology that's and stories. True. That's like very that, true. That's very true. Especially yeah. when it's the the family stories 150 years ago. Like, you know, you're yeah. lucky if you know a name. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so, I don't think I can trace my family back that far. I have Just one. True. I have one I can trace back. I can trace, yeah. Well, that's fair. I have one, like, great-great-grandfather line well, that I can trace. I, take, I can take two back probably 150 years. Uh-huh. I actually, really cool, stood on the hilltop in Scotland that my family moved from and lived on in the mid 1800s well i discovered that that my family went back to now mind you i'm the only person in my family born where i was born other than my little brother yeah yeah, yeah. but as far as i'm the the oldest one um my family's from very far like my immediate family no one grew up where i grew up and i found that our great great grandfather dates back to 10 miles from where i was born that's awesome which is really freaking cool so something kept sending us there (laughs) you were there and you left and then, and then it's like again. no no you gotta go there because that's where you exist <laughs> that's <laughs> the awesome yeah 
Um, so back at the base, Sam explains everything to Hammond, and luckily they don't have to evacuate the entire planet, because uh, this village is basically the only people left on the planet from the population the Gould originally brought there. Ta-da! And who knows where the Gould went? They probably got forgotten yeah. in time who knows how long ago. And they shouldn't have to house them at the base for more than a couple days. Sure. And that's only if they don't. it doesn't destroy the entire village, which, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully doesn't. So back on the planet, we have a beautiful lily pad lake and a quaint bridge and a crotchety old man who right. doesn't like Jack. Yeah, I, I love that Jack's um, dealing with a crotchety old man. He's like, no, I'm a crotchety old man. <laughs> He's like, Don't I'm be- crotchetier and uh, older. Uh, yeah, deal with it. <laughs> um, and he doesn't want to trade with Jack. He's like, look, we have all we need and uh-huh. go away, basically. Right, right. He's like, go away. Well, he's busy just... Well, yeah, I mean, Jack's a threat. One, he's an alpha male. Yep. In this small village where yep. this man basically placed himself as an alpha uh-huh. male. Also, he's an outsider. They're just getting their village together. And he's this- like, and we don't have... Like, we literally have no one to trade with. Yeah. We make everything we need and We're we make as much, much as we need. We're pretty much self-sustained. We're completely we self-sustained. We can't afford to give anything to you. And he doesn't understand that Jack would want something not from the village. Right, right. You know? There's just, yeah, there's just a big lack of trust and I can't blame him for Exactly. Um, And they continue walking on and Lara asks, you know, what they could have that Earth would want. Mm -hmm. And we get to the point of the story that they have Naquid in their soil. oil. Which, (laughs) I do admit, they don't, they don't make a deal of that. Right. I mean, obviously that's going to be some of the negotiation later, but they, it's like a, it's like a tertiary fact. In yeah, the it, it seems like the obvious thing. Like, okay, what do people yeah. usually need? Some sort of uh, rich mineral. That basically, what is it? The MacGuffin aren't... of the episode. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah, it's the only reason we're here that we can have the story. But Earth could help, um, you know, the the village with medicine, technology, education, and they would become friends. Mm-hmm. And Lara's like, we're already friends. And Jack's like, closer friends. <laughs> and Lara's like, my mother taught me to be wary of men wishing to be closer friends. Yeah. And Jack's like, I'll negotiate with your mother if there's no contract. I'm like, come on. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, with my penis. Like, I'm just waiting for some real dumb part to happen. In bed. Yeah. Like, if you add at the end of the fortune cookie. Yeah, in bed. Yeah. That's the fortune cookie. You're, you know, be wary of men wishing to be closer friends. In, in bed. bed. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then the fire rain starts showing up in the middle of the day to interrupt their flirting. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Sam also saw it and announces that this is just the beginning of this shit. Right. Sam's like, I'm not having any of this bullshit. Y'all are going to die. <laughs> you put your dick away. You. Put it, hold it together. You're, you're going to die. <laughs> anyway. So in the case. She kid, may be a tiny bit jealous. But you know what? I'll admit that she handles it. Very, she does. She does. She absolutely. She handles does. it very professionally. And I don't know that she actually is, or if I'm projecting, but I want her to be a little um, jealous. I will say that the episode, and I'm going to touch on the the scene between her and Janet. I think speaks volumes. Right. Right. And the look she has at the end of the episode. Yep. Yep. So I am with you. In the caves, Daniel finds some cooking utensil sort of thing and assumes that the people took refuge here during the previous meteor showers, and they're like. Over the radio, they're like, back to the village now. Yeah. Shit's going down. Yeah. Uh, Jack wants to bring the people back through the gate for safety, and the crotchety old man is like, fuck you. Yeah. This comes every year, and it goes away, and like, why would we leave the village? There's always one guy stranded on his rooftop when the flooding comes. Exactly. He's like, you just want us to leave the village so you can take our land. Yeah. And he basically just scares all the people with, you know, 
scary yeah. things. But yeah, with with scary made up things. Yeah. Things. Yep. Um, and Lyra tries to be the voice of reason is like, you know, I'm going with them. I've come to know them. I trust them. You know, worst comes to worst. We're just going to come back right. and everything will be fine. But and at that point, the skylights up again. And this time it actually hits mm-hmm. and explosions and ground shaking and right. fires. Um, and Lara is packing up then in the house and notices that Garen is gone. No one else can find him. Uh, and Daniel's like, yeah, he's probably back at the They're caves. They're back at Makeout Cave. Since yeah. Since I told him they could survive there. Yeah, because um, he's dumb. Because he's Daniel and he's dumb. Well, and it's also just the, the, the teenager is, you know, trying to know how to handle things. He's trying to be a man about he's it. He's trying to be trying a, man a man about it. it. Yeah. And he's trying to save his girl and he's, you know... Yeah. Although yeah, he he's... leaves his mom behind. Well, yeah. It's fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Jack and uh, Laura's gonna go get him and he's like, the rest of the team, you go get out back of here. everyone else. Yeah. And we see Walter again! I yes. forgot to mention him under the guest stars. <laughs> it's been so long, Walter. We love you. Yeah. You're our More favorite. Walter, please. He, I feel like he's only been in like one or two episodes in he's, the last half of the season. Gonna, he's gonna, we're gonna, you know, start seeing Walter more okay, and more. Okay, good. Um, good. And the ground is shaking, and people are evacuating, and there's thunder, lightning. <laughs> there's no lightning. I just started one thing. Uh, Sam can't reach Jack over the radio. It looks like about a third of the village has decided to stay. Yeah. Right. Because so those reasons. They find Garen and his and his lady friend in the caves, being mm-hmm. stubborn teenagers, and sure they can survive. The uh, the the arrogantness of teenage youth. Sure. Uh, and Sam and Teal'c are the last ones through the gate, essentially, as a strike directly hits the gate. Yeah. Yikes. Um, in the gate room, the, wor- the wormhole is fluctuating and flickering and staticky, and eventually Sam and Teal'c are thrown out of it. Yeah. As it I like the down. way the gate just kind of spits them out. Yeah, exactly. It's Blech. like, Blech. yeah, not interested. <laughs> uh, Teal'c wants to go back for Jack immediately, but for safety, they're going to wait 24 hours before sending a melt through. Right. Which is probably a good idea, considering what happens to the mountain. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. on the planet, it's raining, and there's fires in the mountains, and, um, you know, all the stuff is still hidden. Uh, and Jack basically it's is fire like, rain time. we should stay here. Yep. <laughs> and yeah. the kids are afraid, which is why they ran here, and Lara cuddles with Jack for comfort. Um and the next Even if I weren't scared, I'd probably pretend to be scared. Uh, I would call it a jack for Like, so. I'm so scared of all the things. Look yeah. at me, how scared I am. To be fair, uh, you know, Barnton and Nick will know this. I don't really need a reason <laughs> to just, like, human contact. Yeah. <laughs> so the next hey, day... More attention. More attention. More attention. <laughs> I'm a puppy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next day, Walter dials in. They send him up through and nada. No, no yeah. signal, no nothing. Nothing. Uh, it was destroyed as soon as it got to the other side. And Hammond's like, you know, unless until we can find a way to make it through, the rescue mission is obviously scrubbed and the visitors right. will be staying a while. Mm-hmm. Um, the cave group makes their way back to the village and everyone here is clearly regretting that they stayed. Yeah. Uh, everyone is worse for wear. Probably some, you know, PTSD, you know, shell shock. It's. Mm-hmm. The building that they're at contains everyone who survived. Right. Um, and I don't know how long they were in the cave, but um, Crotchdale Man says that basically three days into it, they fled to the Stone Ring, and it wasn't there. 
Right. Which causes Jack to go, what fuck, no? Yeah, I'm fucked. And runs out to find a giant hole in the ground where the Stargate once stood. Yeah, so basically, our people who were able to get across made it through, and everyone else is stuck there, and there's no gate to get back. Guess what, Jack? You live here now. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Laura Laura follows and is sad that she'll never see her people again, and Jack's like... I like that she's like, my people, she and he's like, motherfucker, my entire planet (laughs) is on the other side of that. Yeah, and he Can just you kick, not? He just kicks some dirt. And yeah, he's like, oh shucks. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. I feel like he would have been had he kind of like outbursted at her. Yeah, it would have been excusable. It would have been completely and forgettable. We don't have that scene here, but I definitely feel like like before he comes into the dinner scene and the next scene, he is out in the woods like. Firing his gun off a bit and something, yeah. hacking some trees with his knife. Yeah, and, like, I, I do think that we it would have been very deserving to, for Jack to have some anger. I can imagine he has some bloody knuckles from punching yep. things. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, I think he worked his anger out in the woods somewhere. Fine. Um, Fine. Yeah. But that night they put together a supper of a few loaves of bread. And I was like, no other food survived this shit. Right. You bread. can't go out and like, I'm sure there's some animals still left around. Yeah, you anything, shoot them. anything. Yeah, where are your stores of jerky? Yeah, exactly. You, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't tell me that no other food survived. No, they, they're clearly very unprepared. Like, you, some pigs didn't survive in a nope, stall that you could kill? Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> um, and Jack comes in, and crotchety old man is like, this is all that's left of our people because you took them away. And Jack's yeah. like, bitch, please, I saved your life. And, like, yeah. we Again, wouldn't be in my this. my entire planet. My entire planet. If you would shut up and listen to me when this whole started, none of us would be here right now. Right. We'd all be fine. Um, and Lara points out that this is my home and Jack is welcome here. Right. So back at the SGC, they're still trying to contact Adora and Doko. Sam mm-hmm. assumes that since the meteors hit as the wormhole was active, the molten aqueda basically formed a natural iris just above the horizon. Gotcha. Um, and Hammond calls it. He is declaring Jack officially missing in action. Um, and Daniel's like, well... We actually know a shit ton of people now who have, like, yeah. spaceships. We should see if they can help. That's fair. Maybe. That's a good like, call on Daniel's part. Go to the planet, not be Remember a Remember that time that there's other ways to get to this planet? <laughs> <laughs> we should do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's also like, there you can go steal a ship, if yeah. nothing else. Like, yeah. you've done that before. You've stolen ships from the ghoul. Done. Um... And so on Adora, Laura is starting her day and gives Jack one of her husband's old work shirts. And Jack's like, I'm just going to go dig for the Stargate. And I was like, uh, no, you ain't. We, like, there's... I do love the way, I'm going to stop for a second, uh, the way she's like, here's my dead husband's shirt. (laughs) Like, here's my dead husband's shirt. Like, you can't just be like, hey, look, here's a shirt that might fit you. To be fair, she was nice enough to say he never got to wear it. Right, but it's still, like, don't start with my dead Here, yeah. can you fill my dead husband's role? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm literally just giving yeah. you this shirt so that you can now become uh-huh. my husband. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, that's can, literally can, what she's saying. That's what I'm, right. But it's like, dude, have a little more subtlety. <laughs> she's, hey, here's listen, a shirt that, listen, incidentally, it belonged to my husband, but he never got a chance. No, here's my dead husband's shirt. There's only a couple people left in this village. <laughs> there's some time for subtlety, okay? We get to stop maybe babies and repopulate. Be my husband. New husband. Shirt. Shirt husband. 
You're about Shut to husband. <laughs> you fit just perfectly into the husband-sized hole in this house. In my vagina. <laughs> it's like, uh, I am thinking of what I've seen through your pants. You look about the same yeah, size. Works. New husband now. <laughs> okay, I'm dead. There's <laughs> just a complete lack of anything. I was like, oh, I was Jesus. Like, no, subtly. Jesus. She's yeah. like, uh, you can't go just digging up your old life. You have to help us build our life. Yeah. Harvest is coming. Fuck you have to build shit. That, I'm telling you, a little bit of that. It's like, yeah, he can. But it's his life. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. So, yeah. But she's basically like, you're one of us. Yeah. One of us. <laughs> So Put in the briefing room, now. <laughs> sorry. In the briefing room at the base, Sam and Hammond are discussing wormhole physics. Sam basically has an idea that she got from Sokar. Uh, he shot subatomic particles through the gate, and they're actually just small enough to regenerate in that microscopic, incredibly small space <laughs> between like the iris and the wormhole. Right. Um, so basically, and that will heat up and cause the um, like. Liqu- the to sort of liquefy and gasify and okay. create a pocket of gas. To me, it makes more sense that it's more liquefying than aqueda. So when the kawoosh happens, it basically eats it up instead right. of making a gas pocket. Okay. Um, but they just have to open the gate. In- I didn't follow most of that, so I just went, Nixie's cool with it? Okay, I'm cool with it. <laughs> I'm done now. So basically, they're going to... Send these particles through. Right. They have just enough space for these microscopic, you know, one atom things okay. to regenerate. And those are going to create heat. Enough heat to melt So they're melt just basically the send enough energy through yeah. to create this. And they're going to, and it's okay. going okay. to melt the aqueda so it's like liquid. Gotcha. And then when they're able to dial in to create a kush next, it's going to just absorb all that Got and it. take it over. Got it. It's like because a nice little right flushing now, of the system. Yeah, because okay. right now, and it doesn't entirely make sense to me, and they don't really cover it. I guess it, it does make sense. So the Nacqua does the same things the Stargate's made out of. Right. And I guess the Kawoosh normally destroys whatever it's in there. Mm-hmm. And if it was just dirt, the Kawoosh should be able to absorb all that and create the cavern. Too. as Well, it wouldn't push it. It was just like Turn oh, it into energy I got it. and eat yeah. it. Got it. So for some reason, this naquita is stopping that from happening. But because at the same it's just t- as hard as the stuff that you yeah. And at the it. same time, okay. the iris, like the iris, is blocking the kawoosh from happening as well. Okay. When people die in, so once you melt that naquita and you get to the dirt behind it. I'm figuring this so out. So you gotta basically just forget through the candy coated layer. Exactly. Okay. Get through the candy coated layer and then the kush can eat all the chocolate. Aren't you glad I'm here? Yep, exactly. <laughs> so at that point there's gonna be a cavern and it's gonna be just big enough for one person to be able to fit in there and probably dig out and Hammond basically voluntolds Teal'c. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's probably gonna be Teal'c and Teal'c's like, huh? Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I'm pretty sure oh. Teal'c will be up to that task. And Teal's like, like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, but Sam's like, we don't have a particle generator. Right. She has to go invent one for this <laughs> task. And I was like, you better get started. Yeah. So Jack is out digging for the Stargate and Garen brings him dinner since he skipped it. And he's basically, it sounds like after an entire day of working in the fields every day, he then goes and spends his entire evening into night digging for the Stargate. Mm-hmm. And Garen apologizes that, you know... He, you can't go home and it's it's you know kind of my fault and Jack's like it's not your fault although to be fair 
not said, you could probably help him dig for the Stargate. Yeah. Like, I like that nobody's helping Jack. No one helps Jack. And he's like, yeah, do a bunch of shit for us. And no, we're not going to help you. Yeah. What the fuck is with these people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so not a fan. I'm it's, so not a fan of their selfishness. Yeah, they're a little, yeah. Um. So Sam's in their lab. And this is this is the moment. This is the scene we both love. Yes. So yeah. Sam is in their, in their lab. It's clear that she is not the, this is not the first night that she has worked through who knows the last time she's been home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jan t- Janet tells her that, you know, look, you're going to figure this out, but you have to take care of yourself, too. Right. Like, you can't work yourself to the point of exhaustion. And she's like, you know, if I think that way, it's going to take me months. Mm-hmm. And Janet's like, well, the Talon said they could have a ship there sometime next year. Yeah, and Sam's like, not okay. Not okay. You shouldn't have to wait that long. Mm-hmm. And even Sam admits... Because Janet's like, you miss him. And she's like, yeah. She's like, don't look at me don't right look now. At, don't look at Sam. Stop. Don't stop. look at Janet. Just yeah. don't look. And, Leave me alone. <laughs> and I don't want to feel the feelings. And yeah. Janet actually asks, is this going to be a problem? And she's like, yeah. No. No kidding. No. And Janet, as and, and like, I have been, Sam barely even looks at Janet this entire time. This friendship is something else. I love that Janet is, is. She just calls her out. Yeah, yeah. And she just calls her out. And and she goes to leave, Janet looks back, and Janet knows that you are not okay. Right. And this is a problem. And, you know, over these, it takes her three months to figure this out. And I was like, how, you know, she was probably working 100-hour weeks. Yeah. You know, and I can only, you know, did they have any other missions? I'm assuming they had other missions during these three months. Right. And, th- and she must have gotten pulled off to other things. Yeah. And, yeah. It's um, nice. But I'm also sure that Hammond gave her the time. There's a chance that they, the team didn't have other missions. That's true. And let, and, and be, you know, because this was the chance, Hammond let her let this be the focus. Yeah. For three I can months. see Teal going with a couple of yeah, other teams. Teal would have other teams. Daniel, I'm sure, is, is backlogged his shit to on, do. Yeah. on his, on his study and helping other teams. It's time to read a couple that. books, Daniel. Yep, yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, this scene is, I think it's funny cause it's not, it's not the main storyline in the show, and I think this is my favorite scene in, in the episode. Yeah, no, you're right. And it's it's just it's something we keep touching on throughout the all yeah. three seasons. Yeah. This this affection that Sam and Jack have, and regardless of I mean, regardless of what Jack's doing off planet with Lara, yeah. there's an affection there. There's something there. there and I like that we kind of we acknowledge it, but there's no like the big kissing. Yeah, they're the, not you know hitting I mean? it over the head. They're yeah. not, you know, it's it is still to me, it is much more realistic than most that you have in TV shows yep. like this because they have it, they have these feelings, and both of them know like know yep. that they can't do anything about it, so they both just try deal. to ignore it and they deal with deal. it. Yeah. You know? And yeah, so and I also just love the Sam and Janet relationship. Right. I, I yeah, absolutely. Something about the frankness of that friendship. Uh, you know, Janet's not like, oh my god, what are you gonna do? It's yeah. not this like fake girly something it's it's even kind the, of like our relationship yeah. <laughs> it totally is there's it's, even one with dark hair and one with light hair that's right 
That's right. And the one with the light hair is the science one. That is true. <laughs> I just, yeah, there's just an honesty to it. It's fair, not, they're both science ones. Somehow okay. they're like, somehow they're talking about a boy, but they're not actually. Exactly. Yeah. They're like, hey, get your shit together. Yeah. This is about you and not exactly. him. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I absolutely, you're right. I absolutely love that. Um. So <laughs> Jack is tossing I'm rocks totally into the lake. Janet. You're, you are Janet. <laughs> Especially in that one where she's like, takes a show off. Like, we're going to have to sex our way out of this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's still, I think, one of my favorites. She's like, listen, we're ladies. We gotta use our lady bits. And Sam's like, I don't know what you mean by that. And again, that's still the two of us. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> so Jack is tossing, like, trying to skip rocks in the lake. And Lara walks up and is like, so it looks like the fire rain won't be back for 50 years. Let's rebuild this shit. <laughs> and he was like, I'm just wondering which direction home was. And looks up and Lara's like, it's back this way. Yeah. And Jack's like, I didn't mean, he's like, no, I know what you meant. Your home is now over here. Yeah. Gotta you go. see my house? That's now your home. Yep. <laughs> um, and uh, she's like, look, I want your company. And Jack's like, I don't even want my company. You certainly don't want my company. And then she tells a story of how when she lost her husband, she mourned for 100 days. And after that, she left her house again and started speaking to people again. And then he leads her away, noticeably with his hand on the small of her back. Yeah, I do. I do like the touch here where she wasn't, you know, she says, I mourned him for 100 days. And yeah. he goes, and then what? And she goes... And then I spoke to people again. Yeah, I, she doesn't say, and then I was magically fine. Yeah. No, she's like, and then I had to be a human being again. Yep, yep. I, I, I was allowed to, to stop being people and stop living, and then you have to live again. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which I love it. It wasn't this, like, everything's fine after the while. Like, you hurt now, but you'll never hurt again. It's like, no, yeah, it yeah. fucking hurts forever. Exactly. But at some point, you have to be a person. Exactly. And and I I love that that's at some point ultimately learned, what she's saying. At some point you learn how to hurt and people. Yeah. At the same time. You still have to keep being people. You have to adult. Yeah. I don't like adulting. Adulting is um, bullshit. So then <laughs> this is a great shot because as they're walking away, the camera just pans over to the lake mm. and we see three months later and Jack <laughs> is rowing up in a canoe. Yeah. And uh, Lara comes up as he docks. It's not really docking. There's no yeah. dock there um, with, the, with the water bottle. And crotchety old man has invited him to dinner for thanking him for helping to rebuild and Jack's like, nah, I just hammered some nails and actually I made those nails Yeah, myself. also, he and made then, nails? Yeah. How do you make nails yourself? You can make nails yourself. How do you well, I mean, at some, some point blacksmithing people, skills. Right, but it's like, really, you had time to, where did he find an anvil? Well, okay, here's the thing. But they don't, they have to make their own nails. Yeah, that's fair. So I'm sure they have an anvil or they have what the I would imagine need. that they probably were like wooden pegs that you could, I don't know, whatever. You can yeah. do that too. You can do that too. Fair. I mean, you can do some very, there's a long history of very strong construction that has no nails or screws yeah. and everything See, in there. And that's what I've imagined. Yeah. And I think that's what pulled me out. Yeah. But whatever. To it's be minor. fair, they can also... The actual process of making really rudimentary nails is not that that's difficult. Fair, that's fair. You're thinking of the nice fancy ones you get at the yeah. Hardware I mean, I store. want a nice little beveled egg. Yeah, 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 no, <laughs> no, no, no. They're no. making much more. These are just yeah. like sharp metal spikes, essentially yeah, done. Yeah, they get that nice. Uh, they get that nice flat edge from hitting them with a hammer. Right. <laughs> um, but and Laura wants to ask him for something. <laughs> But no, it's too soon. For the D. Yeah. <laughs> she wants the D. And when pressed, she's like, you know, you'll know when the time comes. Um, He's like, um, I'm a guy. I need a hint. Yeah. Because it's, I'm a guy. I'm, I'm not going to know. 
Yeah. And she just goes in and plants one on him. Right. He's like, I think I'm getting the idea. Oh. And then goes in for another one, and the camera circles around them as they make out. (laughs) In the very most romantic sense. (laughs) Back at the SGC, Sam has the generator up and ready and invented. Mm -hmm. Um, And and they're like, it's going to stay on for a while. Once it's off, they're going to have to dial in again as fast as they can to get the cavern made. Mm -hmm. So back on Endora, it is party time. And they are pouring high-end, smooth, high, you know, real smooth homebrew shots. And Jack's like, smooth! What does he call it? Is it rock gut? Yeah. Yeah. Gut rot. Gut rot, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone's having a grand time. There's dancing. There's a local, you know, not actual game where you basically just go (laughs) put the quote-unquote blindfold on and find the person you want to have snooky with. And and, uh, Garen finds his lady friend. Because yeah. it's the ancestors directed him to yeah, the one they made to marry. Me. I'm going to start using that line. The ancestors <laughs> made me. <laughs> and then they get Jack up there, blindfold him, and just throw him back at Lara in the same way. And they embrace, and they dance, and it's actually really sweet. And it is. It generally looks like Jack is, is like... He's trying to make the best of a shitty situation. He is, and he looks like he's genuine. He is genuinely happy here. I don't know that I'd say he's happy... At this I, I, moment. Right. It's a good moment. He's yeah. having, he's, he's I'm managing not, I'm to I'm not necessarily himself. talking about like overall his time here. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about here in this moment with the drinking and the dancing. I think and he is, dancing he with is the, recognizing the value yeah. of the moment and the people yeah, that yeah. he is with. Um, so meanwhile, at the SGC, they're sending a map, melp, a map, melp, melp, melp through, uh, and they see a cavern, and then melp, the melp is, is like destroyed. the sound that a dog makes when you give it peanut butter. Melp, melp, melp. Okay, melp. I'm done. <laughs> They are the Melps are kind of like Melp. their their uh, Melp. puppies. They send the puppy through the gate <laughs> to get all the information yeah. and bring it back. It's that sound though. Next time you give your dog peanut butter, <sighs> Melp. In this case, though, the the Melp puppy does not come <laughs> no, back. Sh- sh- they destroy three Melps in yeah. this episode. Holy crap! Um, the gate is lying on its back, like it's it's it's, it's napping. horizontal. Yeah, it's napping, <laughs> as we saw in an earlier episode. Yeah, um, and Teal has to secure himself to the top of the cavern with everything he needs. It's going to be a one way trip because, mm-hmm. like, he, if he can't dig to the surface on his own, they can't just right. dial in again because the kaboosh will eat him. Yeah. So what that, a fucked up mission. Yeah. <laughs> but it's Teal. He's yeah. going to go into it like yep. John Ho. Yeah. So that night, Lara and Jack stumble back to the house. And Jack is like, I'm going to go try to sleep this yeah. massive headache off tomorrow. Oh, by the way, Garen isn't home. <laughs> yeah. It's just the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Like, I was like, remember that one thing I wanted from you? Yeah. I want a baby from you. Put a baby in me. Put a baby in me. <laughs> And Jack's like, uh, come again for Big Fudge? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I wanted to wait till you gave up your old life and knew you I, belonged this just here. This needs to stop. <laughs> like, the conversations need to stop yeah. in that. She needs to stop that. Yeah. I'm all for whatever's happening here. Yeah, yeah. But this whole, like, your old life is done. Stop no. dismissing who and, this man is. And Jack, and Jack says it. He's like, look, a part of me is never going to give that up. Yeah. And then she goes... That's not the part of you I want. Nah, listen. Pretty sure your I penis is going to get over I it. I want the D. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only part I need. Yeah. Um, and then they start, presumably, getting to the baby making. Right. Yeah. Jeez. Teal'c is all geared up. 
bows to Hammond nicely and shoots his grappling hook through the Stargate and goes, Jack is chopping wood the next day. Both him and the crotch old man are very hungover. Oh, yeah. That happens when you drink (laughs) uh, moonshine all night. And the crotch old man's like, Lara's a fine woman. Jesus, not this conversation. <laughs> Jack's like, and he's also goes, Jack, I'm glad you finally saw that. You know what Thought it is? Blind. It's the idea that they keep like trying to just assimilate him. Yeah. They're no. in the Borg. No. They will add his biological no. and technological distinctiveness to their own. Nope. I'm just noping this all the way to the bank. Yeah. <laughs> Jack assures him that if he was blind, it's from whatever the hell they were drinking last yeah, night. Yeah, no kidding. And then he sort of just fails at wood chopping. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> The wood just sort of falls over and yeah. he's lets it go. <laughs> he's like, oh, this is me now. <laughs> Fuck he's, it. Like, this is a three-day hangover he yeah. has right now. <laughs> he's still drunk. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. they're still drunk. That's the level of drunk. They yeah. Are, oh, yeah. So when you need, when you wake up the next morning, you're like, oh fuck, I'm still, I'm still not sober. <laughs> yeah. Go back to sleep. Yeah. Um, so Jack is and, and Tilka is has his cams in the rock. He's ready to go. The gates open. Right. He's starting. Jack is sharpening his axe. Um, and he doesn't seem hungover anymore. So there must have been a couple days that passed. Right. I don't know if the Tilk storyline and the Jack storyline are necessarily yeah, the lined same up proper time sequence at this point, but. He's, well, at this point it now is the previous to now, because right. Jack's sharpening his axe, and Lara's like, hey, this basket of your shit, I'm gonna go throw it in the river. Yeah, what the, <laughs> I'm telling you. And Jack's just like, yeah, that's fine. No. What the hell? No. No. Never fine. It's not fine. And then we see Steel, Teal'c, like, digging away. It's slow going. Sam is like, the gate's gonna shut down in a minute, and mm-hmm. then you're gonna have four hours of oxygen. But he could only get four hours of oxygen? Come yeah. on. Jesus. Um, hey, Tilk, we're going to send you through these multiple hurdles, which you'll definitely die from. <laughs> we don't know how far you are from the But surface. if you somehow manage to get through this hell, <laughs> you're going to find Jack. Yeah. And if you do, we're going to be super surprised. Yeah. Because really, we're just setting up ways for you to die the whole Basically. way. Basically. Just every dumb way to die and, is right uh, and, and they and, and they wish him relator key, which is good luck. <laughs> as as oh. Laura is throwing shit away, he she turns on the radio for some reason. Yeah. And here's Sam counting down to the gate shutting off. Okay, how is this radio still on battery power? I'm guessing because it was turned off. She clearly turned it on. Okay. So I can only imagine that once Jack knew there's no one here, right. the gate shut down, he turned it off to That's save fair. battery. That's fair. <laughs> and then the gate shuts off. And then Jack is... And my second favorite scene of the episode, uh-huh. Jack is explaining curling yeah. to the villagers. <laughs> yeah. If you know me, you know I love curling. <laughs> Legitimately. Not hey. like as a funny story. <laughs> I've always thought it looked interesting. You know what it, it is. is? There's something about that story that looks like, I could do that. Here's what it is. It is I don't know that I could, but it looks like I it's, could. It's ice bowling. Yeah. Like... In, yeah. in the way that you go to the bowling league and, like, drink and have fun yeah, and Yeah, you're bowl, like, I can, I can do that. That's what you, that's yeah. how you curl. Fair. Like, it Fair. is, it's it's the, like, let's just go down and curl and then you have your bruise. And, <laughs> yeah. Like, I Done. love curling. Done. Um, and, on, it's, and again, like bowling, to get the rock to the end of the thing is... It's nice learning curve to yeah. perfect it is the thing that you can take. Yeah, use. anybody can do it, but to do it great exactly, is exactly, else. which yeah. I love curling. Anyways, 
And he goes on about how awesome it is because it is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lara has a long look on her face and hands him the radio because somehow she didn't just give it to him right away when she came again, back from throwing again. his shit in the river. This makes me really not like this woman. I like, like, I really want to like her. But I this idea too. of just trying to be like, now nah, fuck your life. You're ours now. Like, I want, because Jack clearly has very strong feelings for her, and I want to like her because of that fact, and I'm like, she's But just kind this, this underhanded, bitch. sneaky, bitchy she's approach to, bitch. like, who she he is yeah. and was is not okay. And I understand, uh, part of me does want to understand the fact that she believes she's doing, like, this is how she thinks she's helping. Right. She does, she is doing it, except for this part, <laughs> trying to do it out of a good of helping him get over this loss type thing. Sure, sure. But still. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan. No, I'm not, not a, fan. a fan. Let's wrap it up so no. we can tell people how much I'm not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, he runs out and Garen follows and Jack calls out Teal answers. He has very little oxygen left. Yeah. Good thing Teal probably doesn't use a ton of oxygen. Uh, and Teal narrows in <laughs> with his RDF, and well, Teal Junior probably helps out. Teal probably has figured out how to not use, like he Basically. can hold his breath underwater for like a half hour. Probably, yeah. Um, and then he starts digging, and Lara shows up, and they longingly look each other, knowing that this is the end. Yep. And it's like, why didn't you bring another shovel to help him dig? Yeah, because she doesn't want him to go. Clearly. So Jack blakes through and is so happy. He's it's both like sweat tears falling. Yeah. And Aww. and Teal'c is one stubborn son of a bitch. That's true. Um, the next scene <laughs> is the rest of the villagers rejoining from Earth. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how much time has passed? You have not told us. Yeah. Here's why I would like to think that there is probably at least... Uh, a week to or a month to two months okay. between the last scene and the next scene, because you have to unbury the gate, okay. set it upright, and find wherever the fuck the DHD was buried. That's true. And unbury that. That's true. And that doesn't take. But I wonder if at thing. that point, once you know that the gate's there, then they can get the villagers helping. This is true, but it's still because it's like, see, it is here. And it see, is. You can but, get your people back. But then to try to find the DHD. And yeah, that's true. It's it's what I'm saying is even if you had people working at it fairly hardcore, okay. it's still going to take some time. That's fair. Which helps with the fact that I'll come to later. Okay. Um, and I mean, this could in theory have. I'm still saying this is probably like six weeks. Okay, I'll six give you weeks. six weeks. I'll give you um, that. Which makes sense for this scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jack just basically walks away from Sam. And, and in the middle of the discussion, Daniel points out that, you know, he's okay, but I'm pretty sure Jack never expected to go home again. Right, yeah. And this I think Daniel might be the only one who can understand Jack. Yes, I, I do. Uh, I think Teal'c might. Yeah, but Teal'c, again, went voluntarily. Teal'c did go voluntarily, and... I, I think the story of Daniel finding a woman... Yeah. And then thinking, this is my life now. Yes. That's the story that parallels Jack's, whereas Teal'c's is not really that story. No, but I at least, Teal'c, I think, can still, like, I haven't been through the same thing as you, bro, but I can imagine what you're going through. Yeah, yeah. Is more, and Sam's just like, huh? Yeah. Uh, Sam's not that dumb, but no, she's I think the least able. doesn't feel that. And I, she's I think the least able to associate with Daniel's it. Daniel's the one who did find a wife. Yes. He fell in love. He, yes. he did this stuff and then was like, this Agreed. is my life now. And then, oh, no, it's not? Yep. Oh, okay. No, yeah. I agree. I agree. But Lara and Jack say their goodbyes. Uh, he's actually not super happy about going home and asks right. Lara to return with him 
But she's like, no, I belong here. And Jack promises to return because, after all, they have that treaty to work out. Mm-hmm. And they embrace. And this is where, like, Sam sees this and sort of, like, turns away. Yep. And after he turns and leaves, Lara puts her hands on her stomach in a way that no woman just casually does. Nope. And this is another reason why I think there was probably, like, six weeks. Yeah. Because otherwise, and I can also imagine that she knows she's pregnant and has not told Jack. Yep. Because specifically hidden it because if Jack had any inclination that she was pregnant. He would have forced her to come. He either would have forced her to come or wouldn't have left. Yeah. But I I just don't see him not leaving. Yeah. I think he would have forced her to come. Um, Uh, But yeah. Yeah, she's pregnant. She's pregnant. She's having a little baby Jack. There's a Jack there. There's a little baby Jack. Sam's dealing with feelings. Yep. Uh, I think to some degree Sam feels betrayed because whether or not what her and Jack have is unspoken yeah. or not it's plausible, there. it's there and she doesn't move on from it. And he did. Mm-hmm. And he did. Whether, regardless of the circumstance, he yeah. did. He moved on from it. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, there's something here, but guess what? I have a life to live, and so I've fallen in love with someone else. Yeah. And and I think, um, I wouldn't be surprised if we get some uh, anger out of Sam towards yeah. Jack. Okay. To some degree. And you know what? Even, and I would even believe if it's sort of subconscious. Yeah. She yeah. Oh, yeah. Intend- not on purpose. Yeah. She doesn't intend to be, but she now is, she kind of has her, her cockles up a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Something's not happy. Yeah. Um, Lara's pregnant. Yeah. Sam it has all the feels for Jack. Yep. Uh, we've got a new planet. Um, I like this episode. I knew you'd like this episode. I do like this episode. Uh, This one, it goes in the top five. So this one just pulls out into the fire and it drops into my number four spot. Number, okay. So into the fire is out. Yes. Okay. Um, And uh, 100 days goes into number four. My number five spot still has that three-way tie. I got to play with it. Yeah. Um, But again, those those three episodes to me are very similar. Um, I actually... I think I am going to kind of do the same thing. I think oh, I'm right going to replace my number four, which was Fair Game. Gotcha. And I'm going to put this one in because I do like this one, too. Yeah. Um, I like the potential of what happens if there's a baby Jack in the in the universe. Interesting. I have, dun, no, dun, dr- dun. I have no drink left to take a drink <laughs> yeah. while I'm not looking at you. There's a baby Jack. There's a baby Jack out <laughs> in the world. And Sam has feels. Sam and does I have feels. really like this idea. Um, you know, the premise of the story is is fine. Mm-hmm. Really more what happens to the people is what matters in yeah. this one. Uh, I dig it. I'm for it. I can't wait to see what happens from here. Well, the next episode is okay. Shades of Grey. Okay. Which is gray shaded. <laughs> gotcha. It's in, it's in black and white. Okay. Dang. It's in black and white. Is it gray. really? No. <laughs> Damn. That would have been, I would have like told, I totally believed you for a I know. I know. I Damn it. <laughs> Um, no, I'm for it. We uh, were talking about Star Trek earlier, and there is an episode of Star Trek Voyager that's in black and white, actually. Okay. Yeah. I have to, it's I'll actually, have to watch a little bit it's of a fun, It's a fun episode. Okay. So, we'll see you guys next week with Shades of Grey. Yep. In the meantime, um, more Stargate. Yes. Grace is going to find some Star Trek to watch. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, write us. Find us on Facebook. Uh, there's no place like Tara. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at Tara Podcast. You can email us at there's no place like Tara at gmail.com. And please, as always, if you rate and review us on iTunes, we'll give you a cyber hug. Cyber hugs. Cyber Love hugs. you guys. Bye. Bye.